my cousin that grew up in India, he could do the moonwalk, mimic the whole dance routine, really. I bet he's rather thin. He's very thin. Yeah, it's hard to moonwalk when you're even like <laughs> average weight, you know. <laughs> Guys my size don't moonwalk. Hey friends, this is Asha and I'm about to call my friend Joe. Hang out with us and listen in as we chat, laugh, and tease each other. You never know where our conversations will go, but it's sure to be a fun ride. Just hold on and we'll connect you soon. Hello. Hi, Joe. Oh, hi, Asha. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Chat Buffet. I have a question, and I know you enjoy music, listening to it and playing it. Mm -hmm. My question to you, though, is... Do you have a song that brings back strong memories? Sure. I have many, many different songs from different periods of my life. One of the saddest was right after high school, and I was feeling kind of isolated and away from my friends. I used to go to the subway station with a pocket full of dimes and call my friends up one by one, oh. and hoping that one of them would answer. And right around that time, ELO's telephone line was... <laughs> fairly popular i didn't really like the song but it was just very poignant it was poignant yeah but that's just so interesting so obviously it was a long time ago when you had to go with a pocket full of dimes yeah to make phone calls just to be able to reach someone i have a feeling like for me songs definitely do bring back strong memories i remember reading this is before my older son went off to college i read somewhere online that they said when you go to drop off your kids you don't realize you're, you're so prepared for the moment that you're dropping them off. You're not thinking about what that drive back home is going to be like. So she said, make sure you create yourself a nice playlist on the way back. Whether hmm. you want it to be mood lifting or going down nostalgia lane about, you know, maybe songs that your kids liked or things that you did with them. I hmm. never thought of that. And I thought that's a really good idea, actually. And I, and I kind of did do that, create a little music and uh, what did you listen to kind of sort of i like the 70s 70s i don't know for some reason the words the lyrics the the songs of that decade really relate to me mm. if i listen to any kind of stations that just play 70s music i would say 95 percent of the songs i could probably sing along to 95 percent of the words ah. whereas songs nowadays i might know the song i might know the tune but I don't necessarily know all the words. I can't necessarily sing along to all the songs these days. No, I'm, I'm so out of touch with contemporary music. It's not funny. Right. I'll look up the next day after the Grammys are awarded, and I won't know a single person who's won any of them. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that a shame? I feel the same way. And I remember when I was younger and would watch the Grammys, and my parents would say, oh, who's this? Or what's that? Or what are they even saying? And it sounds like they're yelling. That just sounded so old-fashioned to me. That's right. Now I feel the same way. I listen to these current songs, and they just don't have any meaning to me. They don't have any beauty to it. Yeah. yeah it's funny. I, I remember listening to an interview with a professor of music. Uh -huh. He was saying that music today is getting more primitive. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just listen to some of it, he said. Two things struck me. Number one, that sounded so old fogeyish of him so out of touch and so not my generation kind of right. thing. And number two, I wholeheartedly agreed with him. <laughs> Although when I talk to my 20 something year old children, they do say that 
from a musical standpoint, they do appreciate music from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I think there's more to it. There's more meat to it. There's more musicality to it. I know that's a real word. I don't know if I'm using the real word in the right way, though. A lot of it was frivolous, but it's just nice, fun stuff to listen to. Well, even the instrumentals that they played in the background, I think the instrumentals Mm -hmm. were a lot more engaging, maybe a lot more synthesized now. It depends what you listen to. There was... There was a lot of bad music in every decade, of course. I wasn't really all that much into disco back then. I mm-hmm. kind of got into a lot of 70s disco later on. And I have a playlist of disco music from the 70s on my phone. Speaking of that, uh, whether it's disco or whatever songs, I have, I feel like I have chapters in my life where I've lived in certain places or had certain experiences. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that I used to live in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I actually remember the songs that were out during that time frame because I remember sure. whether it was going to clubs or listening to music with my friends that brings back that chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. as well as music from my college years because I used to go to frat parties, you know, so that was a different generation, different thing. But music has always been to me something that not only brings me back in time, like a time period in my life, if not specifically a time occasion, but also gives me a lot of peace. Again, this is back, you know, over 20 years ago when I was delivering Vikram. And, one, you know, we didn't all have like iPods or any of that stuff to listen to music. So I had a little radio and that was a part of my hospital bag that I was packing. Mm -hmm. I said, I have to have this radio because when I'm in that room, in that recovery room, I want my radio with me. I want to be able to listen to music because that's going to calm me down. So that's how important it was. Even from years ago, another place I always used to keep a radio is right in my kitchen because to me, like listening to music while I was doing the dishes was just one of those things that was super relaxing for me, whether right. I was cooking or washing the dishes, anything I'm doing in the kitchen. I've always had a radio in the kitchen, in the kitchen, in the bathroom, obviously in the car. <laughs> yeah. These days when I'm listening to music, I listen to a lot of Pandora. I listen to my own playlists in the car if I don't want to start racking up the megabytes on my data plan. And I find that I listen to a lot of 80s music. When I'm listening to Pandora, I tune into a lot of Johnny Cash's channel. I, I listen to a lot of big band radio. I kind of like that, as you've probably heard this that's last right, weekend. That's right. We listen to Adele over dinner. Wanda has a number of different channels that she'll listen to. And oddly enough, there are a couple of channels that I absolutely love that she can only tolerate in very small bites, like <laughs> New Orleans Brass Jazz. Uh, like okay, okay. like ragtime, uh-huh. ragtime piano. Uh-huh. I love that. She doesn't like disco at all. See, to me, it's like a, a mood thing. Like if I was traveling and I was in New Orleans or something, and I was listening mm-hmm. to that music, then it would bring me back to that. If I was in yeah. Ireland and listening to that, what is it called? The, the, the Rolling Hills of Ireland. Like there's a category for the names of the type of music. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah there's a word for it. I can't think of it right now, but you know, that type of music. There's a place for it. So maybe something bring, jogs a memory in your head or maybe it brings back a... It takes me away, if you ask me. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that Calgon take me away. It brings me to a moment. <laughs> it brings me to a place. It brings me to... I bet you if there was a smell to go with it, I would. it would take me back there too. <laughs> Irish Spring. Strong enough a man, but I like it too. <laughs> so chapters of my life, 
I have a friend that's really into 80s music. Oh, yeah. She likes the 80s. She likes that whole genre, not just the music, but that look, you know, like the hairstyles, the big, <laughs> big hair of the, the 80s. Mullet. and The mullet. Yeah, the clothing. and. I have a bunch of 80s music on my phone that I listen to. High on the list is David Lee Roth's Just a Gigolo. <laughs> that's my go-to song if I'm ever out on karaoke night. Oh, really? See, yeah. now when I'm cooking and I want to sing along, I do have, I like Motown. Mm -hmm. I like Aretha Franklin. I like, yeah. I, I listen to Michael Jackson. I listen to Mariah Carey. You ever like the Temptations from the 60s? The Temptations, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was raised on that stuff. And again, Wanda has a short tolerance for that kind of stuff. She likes Aretha Franklin. Okay. But not so much like the Four Tops or the Temptations or Sam and Dave. Oh, I definitely like those. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. So I guess, you know, different people, they have different interests. And if you're from another country, a foreign country, you might have music from there. I think it's fascinating. The music from here is just so well liked around the world. That yeah. We travel to other countries and I hear teenagers from other countries listening to our music. How much more well versed they are, not only in our language, but in our music and our culture mm -hmm. versus the other way around. I don't think the people here know if I ask a gen like a teenager here, I say, what's the most popular song out in, you know, South Africa? I don't think they would know. Not a chance. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed actually. One of the one of the first real international trips I took for business was down to Santiago, Chile. I had a lovely time there. It was a beautiful country and I enjoyed my time there. But I parked myself into a sidewalk cafe, a little bistro kind of a thing piped in through the music was Michael Jackson. And I traveled, you know, four or 5,000 miles to hear music I could hear at home quite easily <laughs> when I wanted to immerse myself into their local culture. Right, right, right. Yeah. I found the same to be true even when I've traveled to India. I'd mm. be in a remote or smaller town or village of India and Michael Jackson was everywhere. Oh yeah. My cousin that grew up in India, this is back in the day, he could do the moonwalk. <laughs> I don't know how he learned it because this is before the age of all this technology and how he was able to record and mimic the whole dance routine, really. He was literally able to mimic the whole dance routine, Michael Jackson. I, I, I bet he's rather thin. He's very thin. Yeah, it's hard to moonwalk when you're even like <laughs> average weight. You know, <laughs> Guys my size don't moonwalk. It just the, the physics don't work. No, he could do the moonwalk. He could, you know, when Michael Jackson does that little kick up or something, like when he's doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could do all that stuff. But you know, the funny thing is, so much of that music is ingrained in me because I was a late teen when MTV came out, oh. and the visuals of it all. I, you, when you talk about Billie Jean, even though in the music video, I'm pretty sure he doesn't moonwalk in the music video. But the baby tiger, him stepping on the sidewalks and they light up as he's going along. Yes, yes, you know? yes. It's iconic. Yes. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so you're fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey, the cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Wham or Aha? You know, Aha was one on of the first me. very famous. Aha was the first very famous MTV music video. I That's really the, remember that. the rotoscoping one, the drawing one, right? The drawing one where they yeah. jump into the screen and they do all kinds of funky yeah. stuff. I kind of wonder, actually, if anybody born in the last 20 years even knows what a music video is. Where would you go to watch them? Uh, the old stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they would, they would know that. I guess yeah. you have to see it on, on YouTube. It's not really on MTV anymore. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. they say um, MTV revolutionized 
the whole industry and made a big difference in music from the time they came out with their music videos. I think that was the big inflection point in music. And I think the next one was the iPod. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it called yeah. iPod? What were they called? The ones back that then, did, the first ones were iPods. Yeah. iPods. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Video killed the radio star. Well, look at that. <laughs> that was the first song they played on MTV. <laughs> it was at that point that musical groups not only tried to focus on the sound they were putting out, but every bit as important was the image of the group. They probably put as much time into the video as they did actually making the record. Very, very interesting. But I'm sure a lot of people that are listening could probably share their own situations where a song brings back a memory, takes them back to a moment whether it's a song, whether it's a genre of songs, whether it's a category, uh, I'm sure they all have that. I know some people that the minute they get out into like the open, they're just like ready to like sing, you know, like the hills are alive, you know, something like that. And I'm listening to us here. We're really dating ourselves. (laughs) So another serving of Chat Buffet is over for now. It was great chatting with you, Joe. And you, Asha, looking forward to our next chat. Hey friends, if you share your favorite books and movies with your friends, why not share your favorite podcast, Chop Buffet, with them too. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you get the latest episode. Thanks for decompressing with us today. Also, feel free to share the link with your friends and family and talk about these topics amongst yourselves. Meet you at the next Chat Buffet, a place where a friendly conversation is served up on a regular basis. Uh, Okay, so we're going to hang up for now, but come back again soon.